0: next week
1: so I'm a little worried about my stamina and my energy that's why I'm trying to um, divide it equally amongst uh, these conferences so please pray for me that I may stay strong and you gotta think about my age I'm not a young man anymore so a lot of things tire me So please return to your seats quickly.
0: Uh,
1: And this afternoon at 3 o'clock, we we will have an impartation meeting in the main hall. So if you have desire to receive uh, this breath of life, then please come and it will be led by Mrs. Kim, Mrs. Cho. Uh, and our Chinese brothers and sisters, we will be feasting in the cafeteria today. And all, all the foreigners. And because um, there are not many restaurants on this mountain, that's why I think we're going to bring the food over here for you guys. but uh, the first floor, floor, floor number one, in our dormitory. So that's where you will be enjoying lunch. And uh, we're hoping to prepare some snacks tonight during the service. So is everybody here? us so continue the message starting from chapter uh, 4 verse
0: 21
1: so up until chapter 5 verse 15 Paul talks about legalism and he compares legalism to righteousness. And he also compares uh, revelations to to legalism. Justification, your faith, Holy Spirit, promise. And of course, being an heir. Paul is comparing all these things, all these elements to legalism. And I've talked about this before in the previous sermons. So we will not go too deeply into it. But today, we're going to be looking deeply into freedom and legalism, comparing the two. So what is freedom? Freedom is the the ability to do anything without limitation. You're able to do what you want. But the misconceptions that we have... (laughs) Where's the sister? Is she gone again? Why is she constantly going back and forth? Please tell her to come back quickly. <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: uh oh. uh. Oh.
1: Are you enjoying the conference? I'm not sure about everybody. But, you know, uh, um, the seasons go go as summer, fall, and then winter, right? When winter comes, we forget about the heat of the summer. But imagine we don't have spring and fall, then there would be a, a, a quick trans, uh, transformation from being really cold to being very hot, then it would be very difficult for us to adjust. But that's what's happening to us spiritually in this season. It is very it, it, Our spiritual atmosphere and environment is changing very abruptly without that, uh, without that transfer period. But people who are bound spiritually will not be able to sense the change in their spiritual atmosphere. But people who are constantly under the presence of the Lord, they will know instantaneously when something has changed. know oh why this has happened what the will of the lord is and that's why they're able to enjoy all the things that god gives to them but people who are bound heavily do not know what is going on they're always in 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 the dark and that's why you need to pray to escape that that state people who live with the lord you cannot neglect your spiritual bindings You need to have spiritual freedom. And once you get a taste of this spiritual freedom, you will not allow yourself to be bound again. Because you cannot stand it anymore. Because you have that taste of freedom. And that is the season that God has given to us, is for us to be restored, for us to be made free. And people who have lived longing for this freedom, now is the time for you to reach and experience that freedom. People who have not experienced that freedom before, also you need to uh, develop a desire for this uh, for this freedom. And out of you, I want to believe that most of you know and have a taste of this freedom. But to be to be honest, I I'm not sure if that is true. Because many of you that I've met, do not know what it means to be free. Uh, As soon as we are freed from legalism, sister, please come back quickly. You need to be thankful that you are not part of my church. I told you not to move. Shall we begin? Now let's talk about freedom. Do you have desire? People who don't know this freedom, you need to learn and realize what this freedom is. For example,. If, if for example, South Korea became um, a communist country, then can North Korea control South Korea? That's not going to happen. Because South Koreans know what it means to be free. They cannot stand North Koreans coming over them and controlling their lives. especially our Korean people. For 2,000 years, we have been persecuted by uh, foreign countries. But never once did we fully lose uh, our, our rule over ourselves, our control over ourselves. We never fully gave up our control to a, a foreign nation. Well, not the Korean people, but the Han people, the Han, Han people. And we come from the descendants of Han, the Hans, and that's why we cannot stand being controlled by others. And that's why uh, the characteristic of is even though we may be separated physically, we always find each other and come together to, to become fierce warriors. And that is the uh, specific characteristic of the Han people. And living with the Lord is the same. When you live with the Lord, you're supposed to experience this freedom. And if you don't know what this freedom means, then it is a very dangerous thing. But once you get a taste of this freedom, if somebody comes to try to take this freedom away from you, then you will not let them do so. For people who do not have not experienced it before, then when others come to put shackles upon you, you will just let them do it. Be- Because to them, that is all they know. That is their freedom. Let's say you have a lot of money. And spiritually speaking, uh, that money is controlling you. Then that money will become your freedom. Because you're only free under the control of that money. And today in the message, we'll talk about why that is. Is everybody back? Pastor <laughs> Kim is looking for his wife. And he says he's worried about going to Africa without her, and she says you're lying. That is true. I can do all things when I have the Lord. So let's begin. And before, I was afraid that when I'm separated from my wife, I would receive uh, spiritual attacks from other women. But nowadays, I don't even have those concerns anymore because I'm an old man. I don't have to worry about women coming, up, coming to me. So I have no fear anymore. Anyways, let's talk about freedom. Strictly speaking, humans were not created to have their own freedom. In one word, you should not confuse freedom to the ability to do whatever you want to do. In one word, freedom is dependent upon who you're under, who is ruling over you. God did not give this freedom to do whatever we please to do to humans. We don't have the strength. God has not given us the strength to, to reach the goal that He has set for us by ourselves. For example, this paper. Let's say I send this paper to Nathan. I threw this paper. Is it going to reach him? It's not going to reach him because it is floppy and it has no freedom. It has no no possible and uh, no, no power to reach that person by itself. Even if it, even if this paper wanted to reach Nathan, it will not be able to do so. And so, in order for this paper to be thrown to Nathan, it has to be stuck to a piece of rock or or a plank of wood, so that it becomes stiff. Then it will have the energy, the the the, the ability to be thrown and to reach the target. So it is important for you to decide who you want to be under to experience this freedom. In Romans chapter 6, and it goes into chapter 7 as well, it says, are you going to become a servant to death or are you going to become a servant to, to righteousness? Are you going to be under the rule of the Lord's righteousness? That is the freedom that God has given us. Then you will become a servant to righteousness. But if you live by the flesh, then that is not freedom that is being bound by death that is being bound by uh, the curse and people generally love money they have desire for money and they think when they obtain a lot of money they will have freedom and some of them actually do experience freedom when they're under the control of money But that is not true freedom, you're being bound, you're being controlled by this money. Humans can only experience true freedom when they're under the rule, under the control of God. They cannot uh, be satisfied with any other freedom. Humans cannot reach the target that God has set for us by our own strength. That is the definition of freedom. Strictly speaking, freedom means to be under the full control of the Lord. And let's talk about that today. So if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then you will not be able to experience this true freedom or perfect freedom. If you're not filled with the word of the Lord, then you will not experience this freedom because something else is in control of you. And if you allow something else to come into you, then this freedom will be taken away from you. If the world comes into you, you'll be under the control of the world. Then your flesh will start to be empowered. And the world that you have allowed to come into you will start to take control of your body. So freedom can be be talked about in two perspectives, and of course it's from the perspective of the Lord, but freedom is one, freedom that comes from the Holy Spirit, and second is the freedom that comes from the word of the Lord or comes from the truth. The freedom of the truth also talks about the new promises and also the new covenant in the New Testament And in the perspective of Galatians, it also talks about promises The word of the Lord, His truth needs to be planted within your mind and also your soul so the freedom of the new covenant means that your mind and your body your flesh is being controlled by the truth Let's say for example somebody hates you then in your mind you're, when you're under the truth you, you will be able to love that person and your, your spirit the Holy Spirit and your spirit will also tell you to love that person who hates you and because you're under the control of the word of the Lord you will be able to obey those inspirations that is spiritual freedom Being under the control of the word of the Lord, that is freedom. On the other hand, let's say your mind is under the control of money, you think money is the best. then this information will not allow you to receive the love of God. And of course, I'm going to explain further about this later. But your flesh is keen to receiving information and data from the world and from the flesh rather than the Lord. And that is, and through that opening, the, the enemy comes to take control of your mind. And that's when you start to get bound. And it becomes easier for you to disobey the Lord and disobey His word, uh, His His truth, because you have lost sight of the goal, and that is the state of sin. In Greek, the, the word for sin is hamartia, and that's when you're under the control of hamartia. You have uh, you have lost your direction towards uh, the the goal, and the more you go astray the more your life will uh, go into chaos. And then in the end you will be able to do nothing. And that's when the enemy can take full control of you. They can control you in your mind. They can control your, your sight. They can control you through the things you hear. And that means you're possessed by demons. And that's what the cell phone is doing to you right now. And many of you are being possessed by the enemy. You cannot control what you want to see. Whatever you see, whatever you receive and perceive are all uh, under the control of the enemy. And being filled with the Holy Spirit means you're controlled by the Holy Spirit. And, and the difference between the Holy Spirit and and demons and evil spirits is that the Holy Spirit respects your, your freedom of will. But the enemy doesn't. They will take full control of you and force you to do things that you do not want to do anymore. But in Ephesians, it says the Holy Spirit gives you strength to do, all the, to do the, uh, the work of the Lord. And when you're able to receive that strength and do those works, that's what freedom is. So then, when you're in this state, are you able to... Uh, do you need to pour energy into something? No, because that... You don't need to pour your own, your own energy anymore because God gives you strength and energy. And when you're in that state, whenever God tells you to do something, like he doesn't usually say, he doesn't say, "I'll oh, pray for 10 hours or pray for 20 hours and stuff like that. But if he does tell you to do so, then then because you don't have a lot of filth within your heart, you'll be able to obey him and you'll be able to uh, um, successfully do those tasks to, through the, the strength that God gives you. You don't need to pour energy and pour your focus into, into these things. So look at yourselves, why can't you pray? sometimes you say I don't have time I'm too busy but those are all lies and excuses it's because you have lost all your energy into places that were not uh, uh, for you to do were not meant for you to do and that's why you come uh, come up with excuses saying I don't have time I have to take care of my kids my family I'm at my work all the time but you're being lied to by the enemy if the Holy Spirit is in control of you then even if you're doing the same things, you don't need to pour so much energy and focus into those tasks anymore. The reason why I can I can preach for two even three hours is because I'm not pouring my own energy into this ministry, but rather I'm focusing on the Lord and letting the Holy Spirit work through me. And also, money. When money is in control of you, that money leads you to places. And even earning money cannot be done by your, by your own strength. You may think you can lie to others and trample upon others to receive this money, but that's not true. <laughs> Rather, we need to focus on the Holy Spirit and be led by the Holy Spirit to do the tasks or the work that God wants us to do. And even and when you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, you may end up doing more work than when you were in contr- uh, control by your flesh. But the difference is you're not tired, you're not exhausted because you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. And you're using the energy and stamina that God gives you in order to finish those tasks. And what is humbleness? People who have experienced this spiritual freedom, they know that they cannot do anything, and they acknowledge that they they can do nothing, and that's why they say, Lord, would you come and do it for me? Would you help me to do it? Because I cannot do it by myself. During the previous Costa Rica conference, I gathered 900 pastors, and I didn't even lay my hands upon them. Oh, no, I, I didn't just uh, quickly lay my hands upon the people, but I laid my hands slowly and, and intensely upon each one of them. And usually the Holy Spirit doesn't say, God doesn't tell me to directly lay my hands upon the people. But it, He says, wouldn't it be nice if you would lay your hands and do impartation upon these pastors or these people? He kind of nudges me towards that direction. He doesn't say directly. He doesn't command me to do it. And so I I laid my hands upon 900 people and I was tired, but the next day, the Lord told me to do it again. So I ended up doing it two times, laying my hands upon all 900 of the pastors. And how is that possible, even though I'm fully exhausted already? It's because it was the intention, it was the will of the Lord. And it's the same for you businessmen and especially the CEOs. If God wants you to give you money, then that money will be limitless. And that is true freedom. He will give you as much as you need. There's a pastor, a Pastor Lee, that came from a Methodist organization. During the conference that he held, he prayed for he prayed sitting in one spot for for four days. And how is that possible? He didn't he didn't move once during the conference. It's because the Holy Spirit was leading that spirit to freedom. And a lot of you are being controlled by your flesh. And that's why it is very difficult for you to follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, because your, your your flesh becomes an obstacle. And I can speak about about this from experience. When I was a pastor of a of a bigger church, an associate pastor. I was, I was able to minister and, and, and care for the kids for four days during a conference without, without a single hour of sleep. And why was that possible? It's not because I was younger back then. It's because God led me to do so. I allowed the Lord to work through me. I know of a person in North Korea. And this sister had breast cancer. And she was uh, in charge of making porridge and making food for for 10,000 people. And even though she was battling cancer, breast cancer, she was able to finish her task every day. How is that possible? It's because she was a man, a woman of the Lord, a woman of faith. And look at me i even though i'm not an intelligent person i'm i was able to fully uh, unravel the revelations of the whole bible all, this, all of, of, of of the whole bible all 66 books and i am even teaching the, the doctors of our churches of our church all the papers that they have written come from my sermons and come from the revelations that were given to me So what am I illustrating here? Is man cannot depend on his own strength. And what humanism does to people is that it causes people to focus on their own strength and the help of others. And people of our church, when you go to conferences, you're constantly concerned about your children, about money. And you lose sight of of the, the goal that God has set for you. And when I'm raising my kids, even when they were younger, when I go to conferences, I will not care about my kids because I have to focus on the Lord and focus on His ministry. And I fully believe that when I fully, fully devote uh, develop myself to the Lord, He's going to raise my children. And I could not let myself disobey the Lord and care for my family instead because I wanted to reach the goal that God has set for me. And there are so many, pe- so many of us that constantly lose sight of the goal because we're focused more on our, on our conditions. Your situation, your conditions, your surroundings should not take control of you and, ta- and, and take you away from uh, obeying the Lord. And that's why through this time He's training us to fully devote ourselves to God. I've said this before F- true freedom comes from uh, training and repetition. I've talked about um, Bruce Lee before. Bruce Lee, when, he, when, he, when he's in the stance to fight, he's a, he, doesn't, he doesn't conform to the normal fighting stance because he's a true master of his craft. And the reason why he's in a neutral stance, he doesn't have to form uh, uh, to, to put his guard up and anything like that, is because he's a master of his craft. And that comes from hours and, 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 and years of training. And when you're able when you are master of this craft, then you no longer need to rely on your brain signaling sending signals to your nerves and to your muscles to move. Your body just moves from habit, moves naturally, moves from muscle memory. And this is true. And that's why his uh, responsiveness is so fast. And that is true freedom when you're a master of that art or that craft. And it is the same when it comes to the spiritual things. The first reason why you get uh, influenced by by demons when you're ministering is because of speed. It is difficult for us to catch up to the speed of these demons. But when you rely on the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is omnipotent and omniscient, he, he is way faster than the demons or any other evil spirit in the world. And that's why when you, when you stick close to the Holy Spirit, you also become faster than, than the demons around you. So that's why I, I say freedom comes from being under the control of the Lord. So you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit constantly, especially when it comes to ministry. You need to experience this freedom and be filled with the word of the Lord. And when you're filled with the word of the Lord, you'll reach that freedom of truth. And your, your, uh, your real intentions and knowledge will all, all be in control of, of this truth. people like this, when God tells them to pray for six hours, for ten hours, their body will be fully submissive to um, to the command of the mind and to the Lord. That's spiritual freedom. You will not be exhausted. You will not get tired. Now is the time for you to experience and enjoy this freedom. And God has already given you this freedom the authority that comes from this freedom is you are no longer just a, a foot soldier a private but you can become a commander you can become a king and even though you are a king, a king that is bound, that is chained up, cannot do anything, has, he has no power or authority. A king needs to be freed. He needs to be free in order to fully use his power and authority. So you also need to unbound yourselves. And let's look at how we can unbound, unbound ourselves in the message. Verse 21, tell me, you who, want, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? So whether you're uh, a Gentile or a Jew, it doesn't matter. If you receive legalism, then you'll be under the law. You're under the control of the law. In one word, you are being foolish. Living by the law means you're living by the flesh. And you're living by the standards of the world. You're living under humanism. And you're living like a fool. And you're constantly getting hurt and being bound. And in conclusion, the characteristics of being under the, uh, under religion and legalism is that you are weak. It's being powerless. Even though God is leading that person to some place, that person has no strength or power to reach that goal because they have relied on the power of their strength. And when you're under the control of of, of legalism or even your own thoughts and the standards of the world, then you will be weak and powerless. And that's why you cannot complete the tasks that God has given to you. You cannot manage it because your freedom has been taken away from you and it is very dangerous if you are not aware of where you are the freedom of the holy spirit and the freedom of the truth allows you to to always be powerful and be confident to reach that goal <laughs> Children of the Lord should always be under the, uh, the 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 influence of the Holy Spirit to 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 do something else. But if you try to seek something else out of your own strength and out of your own will, then that is uh, very incorrect. Let's say I'm preaching. For example, I'm preaching right now. I Even if I'm not relying on the Holy Spirit, I could probably preach out of habit because I've done it for 34 years. But let's say I did preach without the Holy Spirit. Then I will be bound heavily and my freedom will be taken away. It should be impossible for you to try to seek something else when you're not filled by the freedom of the truth and the freedom of the Holy Spirit. Is It is very, it is very um, ideal for you to just throw away that possibility. Because if not, if you try to, 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 to seek out something else, then you will continue to be bound and you will lo- lose all your freedom, you will lose all your strength and your power. come in contact with these demons and when it comes time for you to minister you won't be able to do you won't be able to draw any strength so you need to make up your mind to have this determination to live by the word of the lord and to follow the holy spirit the whole, the fullness of the Holy Spirit that is written in the Bible is not an occasional fullness. So that means you have you have made it a principle for you to to have this fellowship with God. The Bible does not say you can you should only seek out the fullness of the Holy Spirit when you need to do something. And, and the Bible also doesn't say that fifty percent uh, being filled fifty percent uh, also can be can be called being filled with the Holy Spirit. No, you need to be filled a hundred percent. You need to be filled to the max in order to be um, acknowledged as being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is what the Lord is is, is, is uh, leading you to do right now. He tells you, oh, you need to take care of this. You need to resolve this issue in order to fully enter yourself so that I, I may come into you. And when you're under that process, you, you need to constantly listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, telling you what scars you have, telling you what wounds you have that need to be healed. But if you have not gone through that process, then that means you have not lived with the Holy Spirit. Because when you live with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit does not neglect these things and let them remain within you. And because He is the God of love, He is the God of holiness, He is the God of perfection. And that God wants to be, wants to live with you and live in you. He will not, and he cannot stand this filth. Uh, he does not want to coexist with this filth. So he will speak to you. He will let you know. He will spotlight the things that needs to be resolved. And he will, him, he will personally come and resolve those issues for issues for you, once you allow him to do so. So stop uh, losing your freedom. <laughs> if you have lost this freedom, then you're in control of some, some external force If that, that, that may be money, that may be yourself, that may be uh, the world and the more you allow yourself to be open to these influences the more you will become powerless and weak but the more you live with the lord what is the characteristic that that, that appears you will become more confident you will become stronger because you're not empowered by yourself anymore but you're empowered by the strength that god gives you in corinthians it says my weakness is my strength and this is what this i mean a paper by itself can be torn, can become wet and weak. But a money that is stuck to a piece of metal cannot be ripped anymore. This, this paper itself can be ripped really, easy, uh, really easily. But it, let's say I, I pasted this paper to a piece of metal. Can you rip metal? No. Then this paper becomes as strong as that metal. This is what I mean by we can become strengthened by the Lord. We are not strong by ourselves, but rather we are strong because of the God that we are sticking to is strong. So let's move on, verse 22. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman, and the other by the free woman. So Abraham many sons, but today we're going to focus on the two sons, uh, and one is Isaac and the other is Ishmael. And Ishmael is the born, is the son that was birthed from Hagar, who is a slave woman, and Isaac comes from Rebecca, who's uh, from Sarah, who is a free woman. So, I said before, the key is who you're gonna be under, who you're gonna allow you to uh, allow, who you're gonna allow to be in control of you. When you live with the Holy Spirit, you become freed. You become a, uh, a servant of righteousness, and a servant of righteousness is a person that is able to reach the goal that God has set for them. And throughout Galatians, we have been talking about how important this is you need to continue to encounter the Lord every day so that you can conform of this of, of this relationship of this justification that God has given to you and people who are in this day know of this joy know of this uh, uh know of this happiness and, and joy that comes from liberation if you cannot sense this joy it's because you're constantly under you're in, in the midst of a fight between the old self and the new self and the reason you're the old self and the new self is is fine because the power that both have is is quite equal but now you need to go to uh, reach the state where the new self is more powerful than the old self so then you're not constantly under this this conflict I always use this example people who are constantly under the presence of the Lord if this presence is taken away for some reason, they will know immediately that the presence of the Lord has been taken away from them, and they would start to wander around. But people who have people who focus on the indwelling Holy Spirit, they focus on imminence, and even if the presence is taken away, they're able to focus on the the, the the Holy Spirit that's within them and maintain that relationship with the Lord. So the person that is able to maintain the foley, ho- fullness of the Holy Spirit within them is more, is stronger and more powerful and stable. The people who are, more, who are more keen to the old self and to the flesh, it is very difficult for them to understand that, 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 that amazing feeling of encountering the Lord. It's very difficult for them to experience the joy and and pure happiness that comes from meeting the Lord in the Holy of Holies. And throughout the whole conference, I'm going to talk about how important it is for you to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit. If you're constantly going between uh, seeking out the world and seeking the Lord, then you're in the midst of chaos and you cannot focus on on either things. And if your spirit is very distracted, then that means your spirit is constantly under spiritual conflict. Of course, that is between the old self and the new self. But people who are filled by the new self are not dis- easily distracted. So, if you're constantly distracted by some things, then that means you're more keen to the old self. You're not in a state where you're able, when, a, when a problem arises, you're, go, you're able to go before the Lord and resolve this issue with the Lord. And you have all seen this through me. When you're, when you're in the presence of the Lord, No matter what problem comes to you, you're able to go into the presence of the Lord and resolve this issue with God before doing anything by yourself. For example, Moses. Moses was before the Red Sea. Behind him, the Pharaoh's army was, was pursuing him. And surrounding him were mountains. So what can Moses do in that situation? He could do nothing. And what the, was Moses? Uh, uh, was Moses distracted? Was Moses worried about what's going to happen to them? If he was, then the whole Israel, the whole the Israelites would have been taken in back to slavery again. But no, because he focused on the Lord, and he resolved this issue with the Lord before, and he knew exactly what to do in that situation. And the Lord said, and he asked the Lord, Lord, what should I do? And the Lord said, raise your staff. And when he raised the staff, the rest see parted before him. This is the power that is given to those who are obedient to the Lord. And many people, when they're met with issues and problems, if you live under the standards of legalism and humanism, then you would uh, judge everything through your mind. And you will say you would judge the situation and say I cannot do this and just give up, or you fall into despair. It's because you live by your own thoughts. But a people, a free, a, a free man, they do not judge their situations by themselves. They ask the Lord, what Lord, what should I do? And immediately they pull on the presence of God. And they, knew, they know exactly what to do in that situation. They don't need to cry, they don't, they don't need to be shaken, they don't need to fall into despair, they don't need to fear. This is not just a theory, but this is our reality. This is the appearance of one who is under the, the, the control of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the problems that you face in your lives It's not a huge issue. The or financial problems are not uh, financial and money problems are not a huge issue for us either. The problem is you're not you're not relying on the Lord to resolve these issues. Do you not know who God is? Do you not know how powerful He is? If you know how powerful He is, why don't you let Him work in you? Why don't you let Him take control of your life? But if you're distracted, then you cannot resol- You cannot receive the answer from God to resolve your issues. So do not be deceived anymore. There's no situation, there's no problem in your life that can kill you. The reason why you're dying is because you have not allowed yourself to be under the Lord. So stop looking at your situation stop looking at your surroundings and the problems that are rising and judging them through your own own thoughts. Like I said yesterday if you're deceived then you're continuing to follow the, the, the path that the enemy has set for you and even though God says turn right you're unable to see that direction and you continue to be, uh, you continue to walk on the path to be bound. And you need to live that life for 10 years, for 20 years, then, like the, the words of Ecclesiastes, you will become a foolish man. You will become stupid. So, continue to look at your cell phones for 10 years, for 20 years. See what happens. And even scientifically, Scientist, scientifically speaking, if you receive uh, uh, an incorrect light, if you continue to perceive this wrong light, because as you know, light is made up of the uh, of different colors of RGB. And it can change how you perceive the world. It can change how you perceive light and colors So the more you st- stare at this incorrect light, the more your vision, the more your perception will be changed and be molded by the thing that you're seeing So let's continue So this we're gonna talk about this free woman and the slave woman. God can give us freedom, and God Himself came to free us from uh, our bindings, and He has freedom, freed us from this, <clears throat> from uh, from our sin. So no, because He has done that for us, no other element, no other thing in this world can come and bound us and kill us. Verse 23: His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh. So, so the 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 son, born from the woman, comes from the from, from the tendencies of the flesh, and that comes from legalism.
0: What is the mechanism?
1: The mechanism then, the flesh chooses sin, and the accusations of sin is death. you will fall under legalism, you will fall under the law and you will lose all freedom. and so in all areas of your life you're constantly uh, uh, you need need—you're constantly led to make a choice are you going to choose to live by grace or are you going to choose to live by the law let's say for example i need money right now but i don't have money but when i'm when i'm faced with this situation if you respond by the flesh then you would come up with your own solution and that solution will always be connected to sin because the, the goal is not the Lord and then you will be bound by your solution you will be bound by your sin but when I look at this situation and then I will, if, if if I am a man of faith and I will just wait for the Lord to resolve this issue for me I do not move before him and that will lead you to reach uh, to, uh, uh, that is, is is this freedom that I'm talking about so in all areas of your life you're you're at the uh, first step of making this of making this selection making this choice when i look at you guys many of you guys are heavily bound and you're not in this state through one choice through one incident it's because for years you've been making the wrong decisions and you're unable to pray and if you're unable to pray then for the rest of your life you're going to be bound because in every in every situation where you need to make a choice you have made the choice to follow legalism and though even though you're breathing right now it does not mean you're living you're just waiting for death and I'm not sure you can tell, you can, you can, you can say that that person can go to heaven, even though they they call themselves a believer. Probably they will end up going to hell because they don't know how to live according to the principles of the kingdom of God. Because for their whole lives they have been living according to the rules and principles of of hell rather than heaven. When I first came to uh, our, the city where my, ch- my church is built, back then Gangnam Style, the song was not made yet. But back then, I prayed to the Lord saying, Lord, I am a city person. I come from a life of luxury. How could you put me in such a rural and uh, area that has nothing in it? And one by one, when people start to come to the church, I also said, Lord, why are you sending these people? They don't have any money. They don't have any uh, authority. Back then, I didn't know what was right. I didn't know what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And that's why I complained to Him. But now I realize how precious each one of you is. Very thankful and grateful for for you guys to be here. (laughs) Let's continue. Do you understand its mechanism? We can talk about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit in many different perspectives. But when you're holy, living by the Holy Spirit, then you, you're not you're not you do not try to understand your surroundings through your own thoughts. But you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. He helps you to make up your make your up your mind. He helps you to make decisions. Because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what is right in all situations. So that's why it is so important for us to to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Being sensitive to the Holy Spirit means you always choose to do what the Lord wants you to do. And the more you do so, the easier it becomes for you to maintain that state. if you don't do it uh, all the time, then um, you 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 forget how to be obedient to the Lord. You forget how to listen to the Holy Spirit. So is it coming to you? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the flesh means it is connected to legalism and to the sin. But on the other hand, uh, the free woman, the son that comes from the free woman is comes from the divine promise of the Lord. And that means you're fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. This is the ful- fulfillment of the promise promise in prophecy in Ezekiel. And this prophecy also talks talks about the new covenant. And also Jeremy chapter 33. It says the word of the Lord has been given to us. It is within us. And that is talking about being filled with the word of the Lord. And first John also says that the Spirit, the Word of the Lord, and the blood of Jesus is within us. And in the perspective of freedom, these three tremendous elements has been given to you. And it is it is God's solution for you to become a free man. So rather than uh, focusing your own strength, when you allow these three elements to work and, and operate within you, you would experience true freedom. Is not doing what you please but it means you're able to move according to the the will of the Holy Spirit and when you're in that state even your intelligence your emotions and your will will be under the, 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 the direction the guidance of the Lord People have a tendency to follow their knowledge, follow the knowledge that they have acquired in the world. But true intelligence and knowledge comes from the Lord. Even even though Adam did not read a single book, he was able to name each creature that is walking on this earth. Imagine having to name every species that God has created. You're bound to name one or two things the same thing because you forget. But Adam did not do that. Why? It's because he he named those animals through the knowledge that God has given to them. It was all done through the revelations of the Lord. And I always say, my IQ is only 89. But after I have been saved, I start to understand the principles of the world, I know how the world works. It's because the Holy Spirit lets me know and I'm able to advise people to to, what to do. I can tell the CEOs of our churches what to do because I know I know God gives me wisdom. And this is not my own strength or my own skill but it comes from God and that is freedom. And I have not acquired this knowledge uh, through effort or through uh, studying. But I just allowed the Lord to come to me and He spoke to me. When I met the Lord, I didn't didn't intentionally try to quit smoking or drinking. But as soon as I was met with Him, uh, all those addictions faded away. And, even, and, and afterwards, when, when, um, even when people dislike me, I don't dislike them back but I'm, ab- but I'm able to embrace them with love. <laughs> and when you're in my posi- position, you'll realize how, how easily you can fall under the temptations of immorality. But never once did I fall to those temptations <laughs> because uh, I was focused on the Holy Spirit. continue
0: verse
1: 24 it's flesh is legalism but the freedom comes from the divine promise but if you're living by grace then that means your spirit is moving first and you're allowing the word of the Lord to work before you but conversely when you're, you're when you're in the state of sin then your thoughts will move first. You you will act beforehand and you you will be controlled by your flesh. And that's when legalism is in control of you. So this relationship needs to be very clear to you. These things do not mix with one another. The, The two are completely different. So you shouldn't say living with the Lord is very difficult. Is because the other thing is not very similar to the, the 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 way of the lord they're completely different paths so your whole person should be constantly under the the control uh, the, or the guidance of the holy spirit and the word of the lord and all the decisions that you make out of your intelligence emotions and will will not be done by your own strength but rather through the, the wisdom of the lord And that's why I say, people of the Lord should not rely on their own strength. And when when you're in this state, God will lead you to do what is right through His strength, through His power, authority and anointing. So the solution, the answer is fullness of the Holy Spirit. Verse 24, These things are being taken figuratively. So Hagar and Sarah are are uh, metaphors. These they represent the two covenants. One is the old covenant, and one is the new covenant. In the, when you're relying on the new covenant, you're under you're under the influence of legalism. So, the like the, the people of the Galatian church, they were falling to uh, exclusionism and syncretism and that is because they have been influenced by this old covenant. So one covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. No, Mount Sinai represents uh, the, the, the slavery of the of the Israelites, and that's why that is the old covenant. But verse 25, now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia. So through legalism, the Israelites were under the old covenant. <laughs> And corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem. Like I always say, religion and legalism always comes hand in hand. If religion, if the spirit of religion comes into you, then you will fall to the flesh, and you will you will be under the influence of legalism. And I have experienced this before as well. And when I speak to the people of my church. Uh, When I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm able to look at and talk to the people in my church with with grace and, and through the will of the Holy Spirit. But when I'm under the influence of religion, I will speak the things of religion and I would request religion out of the members of my church. And so pastors especially, you need to be careful about the spirit of religion because when you're influenced by religion, you are leading your church to become religious. Or, if you're filled with the world, then you're causing the, 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 the members of a church to fall to the world as well. The world uses the spirit of unbelief to pull on other spirits. And people were religious. You use, they were use uh, that spirit. will use the spirit of religion to pull on the other spirits and pull on other influences as well. The spirit of religion was created and is used by the Antichrist to create uh, to 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 destroy the gospel. And the spirit of religion is so powerful and so so um, dangerous that even killed Jesus himself. Well, well, it causes the, the people to kill Jesus. And why is the spirit so difficult? It's because the spirit of religion appears to be holy, appears to be right. So it is very difficult to tell the difference if uh, if you if, you're, if you don't know what the truth is. So these are the the, the symptoms of being under the spirit of religion. The spirit of religion you lose gratitude, you lose joy, you you lose uh, inspiration and you stop growing, you're not maturing anymore and your spirit stays static and if these symptoms are appearing within you then you need to, to check yourself to see where you have been allowed the spirit of religion to come into you. And because the spirit of religion also has the tendencies of legalism, it causes you to be powerless. And and churches who are under the influence of of religion and legalism, they cannot manifest power anymore because they do not engage in spiritual warfare. They cannot see people being delivered, uh, people being healed, or even people being saved. But when these things are appearing within your church, at the very least you can tell that the Holy Spirit is working and moving within that church. So legalism will always be, be tied to Jerusalem, the city of religion and pastors like me, the the most dangerous spirit for us is the spirit of religion. And there's no other way. You need to continue to hold on to the grace of the Lord and be renewed every day. You need to always face the Lord and and, and be under his glory. That is the only way to escape uh, this religion. and escaping, the spirit of religion, there's only two methods. One is giving up your ministry. For, for the lay church members, it is leaving the church. But don't go to Buddhist temples because they're also constantly being controlled by the spirit of religion. Second, is to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. I think the latter is better, right? Maintaining the Holy Spirit, fullness of the Holy Spirit. And when you continue to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit, then you'll be able to see the, tr- the true form of the spirit of religion. Then you'll be able to tell what is right and what is wrong. And that image is, even though the spirit of religion is like a woman wearing a white veil, but within, but her, but her body that is within that white dress is 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 all, it's, it's very dark and 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 pruny and very uh, crumpled, because there's no substance within the spirit of religion. But people who do not know the difference between the two cannot tell what is right and what is wrong. They think that they're they're holy because they're wearing this white ga- uh, dress, but they're they're actually rotting away within. It smells terrible as well. Being corrupted within the spirit of religion is very is very uh, a, a very bad sight to see, and it is the same for the church. When the church is under the influence of religion, the church will also be susceptible to the attacks of other spirits. One, one dangerous spirit that appears in these churches is the spirit of immorality. And look at the wars that were fought in, in, in our history. All the worst wars that were fought were fought because of religion. That's how dangerous this, this spirit is. And church members as well. When you're wearing this white dress, you trick yourselves thinking that you're holy. And so, the group of people in the church that are that are the most dangerous are the choir, the people that stand choir because they they always have to wear that white gown. So we should ban all white dresses and white gowns in our churches. Everybody should be just wearing hoodies uh, and training training pants training shorts. And for pastors as well, normally when we're dressed, when we're dressed normally, we, we feel fine. But when we have to wear that white gown for those ceremonies, then for some reason we are easily filled with the spirit of religion. And we speak differently, we preach differently. <laughs> But I'm not talking about the significance of that action of, of wearing, of what you're wearing, but it is uh, how, you're in, how you're being influenced by, by the spirits that is important. If you allow the spirits to come and attack you, then your actions will be, become an opening. Anyways, we're talking about the, the slave. And when you have become a slave, it means your freedom has been taken away. You're, then, you're in, then you're controlled by the flesh and you're controlled by legalism. Verse 26. But the Jerusalem that is above us is free. So legalism is Mount Sinai or the Jerusalem that is on this earth. The freedom comes from the Jerusalem above. That is the assembly of uh, the heavenly assembly. That is the, the, the kingdom that is under the full, full dominion of the Lord. According to Hebrews, in, in Hebrews it says um, the heavenly assembly is the place where God's, God's complete sovereignty is, is existing. So when, you're, when you allow yourself to be fully immersed in His sovereignty, that's when you can become a free man. People, people who have accepted the Lord as their Heavenly Father are the are called the Church of the Lord and that is the Church that is written in the Bible. And being the Church means that you're under the sovereignty of God. And the two characteristics that appear in, in this Holy Church is for, number one,
0: Holiness,
1: and when you when the church has holiness, maintains its holiness. No matter what they do, no matter where they go to to hold conferences, no matter who they minister, they will not be mixed. They will not be, uh, they will not compromise, because they can, they have this holiness. But if the church loses this holiness, then they're very easily attacked and be easily influenced by the other forces and other influences. If you lose holiness, then that—that's what happens. And secondly, is freedom. If you lose freedom, that means you have—you have been taken out of the—the—the the, the meaning of God. These are all connected. The Holy Church is a free church. A free church is a holy church, because the, it is fully under the rule of the Holy Spirit and is connected with the Lord directly and people who have listened to the, the sermons of freedom, they would know exactly when the preacher is preaching out of legalism or religion because they cannot accept that uh, that message. And that's why the, the, the members of the church are also going towards holiness, maintaining that holiness. People who have been eating this clean food cannot eat filthy food. This is what the church needs to do. And the church has to maintain its holiness and its freedom. That is proof that a church is is allowing the Holy Spirit to be king. Verse
0: twenty-seven.
1: For it is written, "Be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child." This is uh, the prophecy of Isaiah fifty-seven, and that prophecy talks about the salvation uh, that the Gentiles will be saved. Verse 27 is talking about the church, or the Gentile church. And the Gentile church will bear a child and will shout for joy and cry out. And Paul is saying you should never go back to legalism. Verse 28: Now you brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. Isaac was birthed out of the promise of God and likewise all the children of god all every area of their life should be under uh, the promise of the lord So whatever I do, whatever I do in this ministry, I'm doing it through the promise, through the divine, divine promise of the Lord. Let's say I'm going to, to to Africa to hold this conference. The reason why I'm going to Africa is because this is the promise of God. This is the will of the Lord. I have not decided this uh, by my own thoughts. And the reason we're going there is because God has already given us the victory in this, of that conference. And and even though we're holding this conference in this place, we're just heavily influenced by diverse spirits, God wanted us to be here. We are here because of the promise of God. And because it is the promise of God, He has already given us victory even before we stepped, stepped foot on this land. When you live with the Lord, you always know the conclusion. You do not do anything without having full confirmation and confidence in your conclusion. The reason why we go is because we have received victory already. God has already given us this victory, and all He wants us wants from us is go and take that victory. And this is not just for ministry; it is same for all the areas of your lives, in your work, in your families. So when you live with the Lord, that's why you're filled with confidence. You have no fear. In the first day, the, the the curse of our actions have been erased. So we are not bound by this curse anymore. Like I said before, all the labors of that, that we are enduring is a curse. But God has come to to abolish that curse. And so now it's a matter of faith. If you do, even if it is the same labor, if you do it through faith, then it will no longer become a curse and a burden for you. Was attending uh, seminary school. Oh no, 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 some other pastor when he was, when he was um, attending seminary school. He will pray to the Lord saying, Lord, would you help me get an A on this test? And every time you tell, you you help me get an A on this test, I will fast for you. And God gave him those grades, and he fasted and then fasted. And the more he did, the the better his his grades became. And in the end, he he graduated top of his class. And he didn't need to study for this test, and he was able to focus on his ministry. So this is how God cares and, and guides his children. You, you businessmen, especially the people of, uh, and company, the reason why you're working there is because God has already given you victory. because you don't know what it means to live by faith that you're you're deceived, that you make the wrong decisions but when you live by faith you're filled with confidence and boldness and you become fearless that's how you should live let's continue verse 29 at that time the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the spirit this is talking about the current situation of the Galatian church People who were living living under the law and people who were living under grace were both present within the church. And so they were persecuting, the people who were living by the law under legalism were persecuting those who were living by grace. And the more you allow people of your church to fall under legalism, the more the people living by grace will be persecuted. This is the spiritual order. And the more you allow these people to come to worship, the the more difficult your worship will become. And when you you visit a church, you can know immediately that this church is being, is under conflict and it's difficult to breathe in that atmosphere. So this, and because it is a spiritual principle, when you look at a person, if that person is under legalism, then that means the old self is more prominent in that person and that person can never offer a powerful prayer to God they don't they don't have confidence in the promise that God has given them they don't have any real power they don't have any because they don't have any power, they, they they feel powerless because they have lost sight of the goal, and because the old self is victorious within them. But people who live by the new self, they are fearless because they don't have their they don't they they, they are not stubborn. They allow the Lord to work through them. They are able to break through every situation through faith. So let's how let's see what God does for this church. Verse 30, but what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. In Genesis 22, it talks about the blessing of, uh, the glory of the Lord. And what, what does this glory prepare? Abraham. In order to receive this glory, he had to chase away and, and exile Hagar and his her son. And why is that? It's because after having this son, Abraham gave up his relationship with the Lord for 13 years. And when Abraham re- realized his fault and his mistake, he just gave uh, Hagar and his son what uh, what they needed. Gave, gave them water and some food and just let them out to go into the wilderness. And that signified him getting rid of his old self. When we look at our lives in this perspective, in the perspective of freedom, In order to give us this freedom, God constantly helps us to get rid of anything that is coming in conflict with that freedom. Abraham, before the Lord called him, and after he has received the calling of the Lord, he moves with his whole family. But at one point, at one point, uh, he had to, to, to separate himself from his parents and also his cousin Lot, He, even though he loved him, he also needed to separate himself from his uh, cousin as well. So that's why he said, choose where to go and I will go the other way. And lastly, he had to get rid of Ish- Ishmael, the son that he loved. And look at the life of Jake. Jacob Jacob had to lose the the sons that he loved the most. He lost both Joseph and, and Benjamin But in the perspective of freedom When we look at our lives God is taking away a lot of things from our lives. He takes away money and the reason why he takes it away is because without it, you will not look for him. You will not seek out freedom. Sometimes he takes away people. He takes away your health. You have to say amen to this. This is a blessing of the Lord. The reason why he takes it away is because those things have become a curse to us. And only when you lose it can you, fo- can you start to walk on the right path. Uh, everything has been taken away from me. Even my handsome face has been taken away from me, and I have nothing to hold on to anymore. And that's why I'm I'm liberated. That's why I'm free. So remember this. Many of you are surfacing because you you think about the thing. You're thinking about the things that were taken away from you, and you're still angry about it. But the reason why it was taken away is because. You have, you have h- held on to those things uh, according to your own thoughts and to your own standards. And the more you hold on to those things, the more pain it's going to cause you. So it's better to let go. And to not wait into wait to become an old man to realize what you are doing, what you are doing, what you are doing wrong right now. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of slaves. Oh, oh no, the sons will never, the slave woman's son will never share the inheritance with the free woman's son. People who ha, are strong in the old self, when the kingdom of God comes to them, like Colossians chapter three. Corinthians. You need, to, you need to use some sort of grass and some sort of stone to burn. You need to burn all these things away. Anyways, the old stuff and the new stuff cannot coexist. When the kingdom of God comes, uh, uh, exist within you, but when the kingdom of God comes into you, the old self and the new self will be separated. And what happens after this, these spirits are separated
0: is um. Oh.
1: The portion of the old self that, that remains within you will, will cut away the 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 the, 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 mm, the cut away from the acknowledgement that God wants to give to you when 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 the kingdom of God comes. So even though the old self and the new self are both us, they're both a part of you. But the two selves cannot receive the kingdom, kingdom of God as an inheritance together. You need to completely nullify the power of the old self and be acknowledged for that work, for that for that uh, for that for that uh, achievement, not achievement, but for that work and labor so that you can receive his acknowledgement on that day in Romans it says those who were called and those who were selected because God has called us He has allowed His righteousness to come to us and because we have chosen to follow the Lord uh, we, we have been separated from the world and so when you, when when, uh, when we have received the Lord's calling and we we choose to follow the Lord, that's when the new self is completed. But when it comes to receiving this inheritance, when when the old self is still present within you there's a possibility that you can receive the inheritance of the Lord but it's not written directly in the Bible what is written is you need to people who are experiencing the glory of God can receive this inheritance Hmm. Yerbang Church is becoming the Holy Bride of the Lord uh, Even though our church has become the Holy Bride of the Lord, it does not mean every every one of us will be standing on the front, because it is dependent upon the portion of holiness or the portion of glory amongst all of the church members. So I'm saying during the that, that, uh, the wedding of the Lamb and and the Church, of course it is ideal for each for all 500 of us to to stand in the same place to to be wedded with Jesus. But that is dependent upon our personal relationship with the Lord. People who are unwilling to fully devote themselves to the Lord, people who are lazy in killing their old self, will not will not uh, be married with Jesus in that instant. But they have to wait in in heaven to be trained for for the nef- next thousand years to prepare themselves then to become the Holy Bride. So raise your hand if you believe that you would uh, be wedded with Jesus on that day. Verse 31. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. So God has given us this freedom already. So do not let the enemy take this freedom away from you. Amen? We are not in Jerusalem, the religious city, anymore. We are in the Jerusalem that is above. We are part of that heavenly assembly. We will rule as priestly kings. Now let's go to chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. This means that Christ has already done everything for us to receive this freedom. So we have not a single reason to lose that freedom. But there is one, that is unbelief. If you do not believe and acknowledge what Christ has done for you, then you cannot receive this freedom. Then what should we do? Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Do not be tied to legalism anymore continue to face uh, the d- direction of grace and direction of the uh, truth of the Lord people who occasionally maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit they have difficulty listening to my sermon they say how can we live like that that is not practical. But people who are around 70% to f- maintaining the fullness of the Holy Spirit constantly, they will understand, oh, this is done by grace. They will understand, oh, this is becoming easier. It is it is reachable. And on the other hand, for them, it is, more, it is difficult for them to, to follow legalism anymore. And they know exactly when they fall to legalism. People who are have a hard time understanding this message you need to beat on your chest and groan and cry out to the Lord to save you because you have not done uh, you have not lived a proper spiritual life following the Lord. When you have this proper proper relationship with the Lord, He leads you to to walk on the right path through His guidance, and you, you know that because God has done, uh, yeah, He has sacrificed everything in order to become free. So that's why I always say living with the Lord is easier because once you understand what it means to live by grace, you realize you don't need to pour in the effort that you have used when you are, you were living in the flesh. And the reason why it is easier for you to live through the flesh is because you have, you have trained your flesh. And the more you have trained your flesh, the, the more time and the more grace you would require to, 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 to nullify its strength. And so every day you need to uh, dive in this task of removing strength from the flesh and re- re- removing strength from the old self. start to see the calling that God has given to you, that he has given you freedom, that he has done everything necessary for you to become his priestly king. Receive this by faith. Do not be tied to death. Do not be tied to the flesh anymore. Your freedom cannot be taken away from you. Now let's pray. We're going to pray once. (laughs) Lord, would you pour the anointing of your your priestly king upon us? Let us see who we are. But continue to anoint us. Let's pray.